Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com slash owners. That's a7fl.com slash owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town. Welcome to the Ray Lewis, Patrick Willis, and for you, Chris Vera, the Dexter Coakley, and for you old school football fans, the Mike Webster, 52nd edition, and Pepper Johnson, 52nd edition of the other side of the ball. Um, Double A is here with you as always. And uh, well, one goes on assignment and one returns from assignment, uh, joining me and uh, playing the role of um, open shirt taco meat is uh, my good friend, Mr. Derek Duncan. Yay, yay. (laughs) So, uh, Welcome back, sir. How was your assignment? BG has good apples. <laughs> <laughs> and water. No, I had a blast, man. Thanks for holding it down while I was gone. Had a really good time on vacation. Much needed break from the everything of the world. Yes, yes, yes. Every yes, time yes. my phone stopped working, I smiled. <laughs> Very different from home. <laughs> like my phone wasn't working at home, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And- on vacation, I was like, thank you. And excuse not, to put it away. And not to mention your beloved team got a big road win in Arrowhead to start the season. Yeah. I mean, if we want to talk a little NFL, I, I, I will be very clear. I love my Lions. They're not winning a Super Bowl. I don't know why people are talking about they might be the NFC representative after they beat the Chiefs. I'm like, they're not ahead of schedule. They, they will compete for a division title this year, and that's what they have in the can, which is better than they've done in many years, and I'm happy for that. But please, stop putting expectations on my squad, we don't no, no, no. need the or only, deserve. The only thing I said is I'm Not you. picking them to win the North. No, you're good. Okay. You're good. I've also picked them to win the North. Okay. I, I just want to make that clear. Yeah. I, I like what Mr. Holmes oh, and I got Some doing. people shaking no over here. You must be a Vikings fan. Oh. Well, the there's bears. no other teams in the North. The oh. <laughs> um, we do have some guests. Actually, it's a show full of guests here on the 52nd edition. As previously mentioned, the... Viking, Casey, and this time, Chris, they're all on assignment, but Chris might surprise us with the call or two. You never know. But anyways, there is a number you can call, 702-608-3259, if you want to chime in and talk and show love and be wacky and goofy as long as you can be on this show, because a lot of wackiness does happen. So, um, we've been trying to get our first guest. Um, Quan, is he ready, or is it still having technical, technical difficulties? Not there. Okay. Um, if you're still there, um, Big Mike, try again. We're trying to get uh, Big Mike Sims from the uh, Snow Trap to join us, who is a big supporter of the show and has actually called in and given us love. So we're trying to reciprocate that by having him come on. So, Big Mike, if you can, uh, log back into the Skype thing, and uh, hopefully we can get you on. But if it don't work, then should I just have him call my cell and put him on speaker and just put it right here by the microphone? That could work, too. Okay. That could work, too. Right. But Make in the meantime... Happen. Make it happen. Hey. Anything but in the meantime... We we do have some A7 Nevada representation um, and also some Bay Area representation, for lack of a better term. Um, we do have the coaches of Sigwita in the house joining us at the panel. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing good in the hood. <laughs> All right. So first question, um, how did you both gentlemen get involved? And uh, kind of give us the background of how you came up with the name and the color scheme and the logo and all that good fun stuff. Uh, so basically wait, wait. got involved. You want to do a proper introduction of the fellows oh, first before I'm, you go I, jump into the I'm questions? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm, Thank you. You're still what? mad about the Giants. I just told him I was paying him for yes. hosting. Like, yes, <laughs> I am still mad about the Giants. Okay. Well, you're, not, you're not a York fan? 
No, San just Francisco kidding. Giants. Hi, how are you? Well, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, the, the Mets is the baby that the Giants and Dodgers have, for lack of a better term. True but anyways, uh, Coach Mark Green, Coach PJ from Sigwitted in the house. So, Coach Mark, continue your story. I'm sorry. Uh, you're good. So, you know, basically, I came into the A7. I'm sitting on the couch playing flag football on the weekends. So, a few other players played the previous season in the fall, came and approached me, said we need some leadership and some organization. Uh, asked me to come and get involved. Had a conversation with uh, Double D over here, and the uh, rest is history. At that particular point, brought in my boy PJ uh, to kind of help us mold the team and see where to take us. So, Mark, as I understand it, you're a pretty dope quarterback, and you've, like, torched Vegas for many, many years at the QB position, and you decided to just bring your clipboard and leave your cleats at home for the A7. Yeah, Father Time would do that to you. Yeah, believe me. <laughs> Dubs with age. So, yeah, so, absolutely. But my understanding is the Sickwitted franchise has been pretty strong for a very long time before you decided to step into A7. Absolutely. Probably been around 15 plus years. All together from flag football. Um, obviously, I'm a Bay Area kid. Y'all know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, flag football is the foundation. Started out in the Bay. Came out here to Vegas, torched some things. A lot of guys that's in the A7 league I played with, you know, they were on the team, donned the colors, or played against them. I got a lot of respect for everybody in that sense. Um, but then when the uh, opportunity approached, it just made sense to go ahead and jump into this and carry that particular foundation going. So 15 years sick with it. How many years Vegas? 10. 10, all right. Mm-hmm. And... Have you been doing flag worlds and things like that or the regionals? Uh, how how high have you placed? How, have you won any championships? What, what's, what's the... Uh... Oh, yeah. So from a Vegas standpoint, uh, probably one of the top teams that's won across the nation as far as in flag football. Um, competed at Worlds as well. Um, from the Bay Area, same exact thing. Uh, you know, played out in the Bay Area, played four on four. Played five on five before it got big like it is now. Um, and then jumped into it on eight. So, and then out here, been the same exact thing. So guys like, you know, Scotty, Munchie, you know, C-Mac, all these good guys that you see that's actually in your league are guys that I actually play with. Um, Dyson's another one. Um, and we all just basically try to put the city on the map. Uh, so, you know, the misconception is, is everybody thinks it's the state that's doing this. No, it's the city that's doing this. Of course. And that's what's so sick about it. Yeah. Look, um. <laughs> <laughs> look. I, I mean, I kind of understand the history, but I want to make sure that our viewers and listeners who are chiming in know what's up. We have a lot of people who aren't necessarily Vegas flag people who are part of our or, uh, part of our fan base. We need to make sure we cater to them. So I want to make sure that everybody gets a proper introduction, understands what everybody's doing. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Absolutely. So, Coach PJ, how'd you? Um come on board with uh, Coach Mark? Uh, basically, like Coach Mark said, uh, sitting on the couch, I moved to Vegas last year. Uh, did a lot of coaching in California and everything, but, you know, my knees prevent me from playing again. You know, kind of old. 40s will knees. do that to you. Yeah. <laughs> no making knees over hey. here. No making knees. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I don't drop it like it's hot. I set it down like it's warm. <laughs> so, uh, ah! Yes. So, um, 
been knowing Mark for some years. So when once I got here in Vegas, he asked me about coaching because he knew I wasn't going to play. So uh, I figured I wasn't doing nothing else but working. So might as well jump back into coaching again. All right. Well, just to give a quick recap on uh, sixth season, they finished the regular season six and one, and actually they were the highest scoring team in the league, averaging almost sixty points a game and. Mm-hmm holds the record for most single points in a game, scoring 92 in one game. Yes, that actually did happen. I was there. I saw it with my own two eyes. Um, overall season finish 8-2. and two. Um, two tough games against the forced two-point in the playoff game. Fell short to the eventual champions, uh, the Insomniac. So take me back to that game in the Southwest uh, champ- Division Championship. What went wrong as opposed to you guys having them on the ropes in the first game of week one? Before Coach Mark answers that, you forgot to mention that they cut us short when we scored that 92 because we didn't get to finish out the fourth quarter. Right. Correct. We so also gave you an extra opportunity to score that we shouldn't have. Yeah. So we were supposed to shut the game down before that, and I didn't realize it. So yeah. we're going on. We would have been about 100. And yeah, 30. if y'all played the whole game, it would have been like 300 to, 300 to 70. But hey, not, but hey, 92 points is still 92 points. Right, right. Which is highly impressive. The very first 90-burger in A7FL history. So congratulations to that in three quarters. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Insane. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if we go back to that game against my boys over there at the Insomniacs, you know, my shirt kind of says it, right? Say less, do more. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we had a lot of people doing a lot of this and fell off the wagon as far as what the actual goal was, right? Just play the game. That's it. So, um, you know, coming into that game, you know, a lot of time guys, you know, they think they're ready and prepared and all this stuff because we faced them before and all these different things and we played all these other games and I kept trying to preach them all season long. It's games where we have blowouts, that's what you're supposed to do, right? But the tough games is what you need to learn from in order to be ready for a game that you got to be prepared for. I already knew Asamex was going to be ready. I know, like I said, 90% of that team, I know them, right? Um, but again, from a mental standpoint, guys, butts get tight when things don't go right. <laughs> and that's, that's, what a heck, that's a heck of a quote. That's the next t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that a long ass hashtag, but I'm gonna figure that shit out. That is a heck of a quote. <laughs> so, you know, the rest is history at that particular standpoint, you know, shout out to my summit guys over there. They all family. I uh, got nothing but love for them. They put the city on the map. They put A7 on the map. We'll never look back. We're just going to continue to go on forward. And they set the bar at this particular point, right? So um, just all the other divisions just got to understand the city that put everybody on the map, not a state. So back to the championship, division championship game, which mm-hmm. might have been the national championship from our perspective. But right. how big was it not having lavish T, Tierra Edwards in that game? Huge. And this next season, how much effort will you put into developing a stronger run game over what you had this season? Because when you listen to the pundits that follow our league, they say the problem was sick. And the reason why they didn't have a chance against the Insomniacs in the end was because with Lavish out, he was your only consistent running threat. And he was more of a X back that was used as a running back, kind of like uh, Kareem Hunt. Type, type or uh, Raheem Mustard, Mustard type deal. Right. So Lavish going down was huge. It, I know it. Huge. Uh, game changer. You know, Red Ritz, 
you know, position on the field, whether it's taking a back six and, it, you know, patting it peace sign that he does and yes, things sir. like that, right? Um, we weren't prepared for that. So, and that's on us as a coaching staff. I don't put that on anybody else. That's on us. Okay. So, we own that. Um, you know, outside of that, you know, a big portion of why we couldn't incorporate the run game like we wanted to, and trust me, we, Coach PJ, tell you, we practiced the hell out of it. Um, our linemen just weren't dirty. Okay. So, I mean, but you had dudes like Seau up front. We had one. Right. right. So you need a couple to compliment. Right. Okay. Um, and there's just like an inconsistency with guys showing up when we were trying to get, you know, one game, you know, pet in place, things like that. Life happens, right? We can't get everybody right. there and et cetera. So I'm not going to make any excuses, but, you know, trying to do that within the game was tough, right? So we kind of showcased it the last couple of games where Julio kind of filled in at the running back, you know, spot, did a great job. I mean, even Shep came big in the game against the four score twice. In and that's another game. one. And Shep is another one that came in. So we, we eventually start going to the, the pattern of, you know, we need to incorporate this because we can't just keep throwing the ball and running screens and et cetera. Um, because at some particular point, if that doesn't work, you know what I mean? How are you going to run the clock down? Got to run the ball. Right. I mean, it's a little different in our league because the clock doesn't stop when on an incomplete pass except Correct. for after the two minute. But exactly, but to wear down the defense if you're not punching yeah. them in the mouth on every play and you're run blocking and let them come to you, they never get worn out. Exactly, they, they stay on their toes the whole time and they're strong. Exactly. Right. So, what will you guys take from this season and look to enhance coming into the fall and, of course, up to the upcoming season next year in the spring? Because obviously, I mean, you guys are on that next cusp of possibly being that next team to possibly take that next step. So what's the process and what do you think you guys have to do to eventually get to that next step? Well, we took a lot of insight from within instead of listening to everyone that didn't play on the team. And just about everybody on the team gave their insight on where we went wrong, what we should have done, what we could have done better. When you can look inside yourself and say, hey, I could have did this better, I, we could have done this better, it's easier to come back next year and say, hey, remember last year you said you could have did this better. Now we're going to do that better. So, Self-scouting. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the absolute best thing in this world is being self-reflective and making changes based on what you know you did wrong. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Accountability is huge too, right? Correct. So, you know. You got a lot of people say they can do this and do that, then you get an opportunity to do it, and then whoops, right? You right. don't do what you say you're going to do. So um, the man in the mirror, Michael Jackson said it best, right? <laughs> so a lot of dudes got to do that. They he said a lot of things the mirror, best. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, going into the fall, um, you know, there'll be, you know, there's some changes that are going on, um, you know, with the team, with the staff, um, and et cetera. Um, that will allow us to actually propel a little bit better than what we did in that first inaugural season that we just did. Well, look, I, I encourage everyone to look at fall as what it's supposed to be. I know we're going to be on TV and it's glamour and lights and glitz, but it's a practice season. It's where you're supposed to work out your shit, get into the, get into the tournament at the end and then play ball. Like every week that you play against somebody else should be a legit practice. Cause you know, you got everybody there. Work out all your shit. You happen to lose, so be it. A team like sick, you guys are gonna be in the upper echelon. You're gonna make the playoffs just because of how you are and the talent you have in your squad and the way you guys coach. Yeah. If you approach it each one of those early games like preseason and practice and working your shit out, and then when you get mid season, start really implementing and, and fine tuning some things, I think especially the upper echelon teams, that's that's the right approach. The one thing I heard James from the Insomniac said is like, look, every week in Vegas, 
is practice for us to get to the tournament when it's time to play the nat and it was time to play the natty. And although he said that, I didn't see them like doing new wrinkle plays and working shit out and things like that. So I'm saying that if you guys can do that, if you, I mean you guys practice probably more than any other team in Vegas in A7 right now from just based on social media posts. I never mm-hmm. see any other team posting about their practices mid-season in the spring like Sick did. Mm-hmm. So I knew you guys were out there working and you had mm-hmm. individuals out there working doing individual workouts. I appreciate who you guys are and how you approach yourself, but I think the fall will be a really really big litmus test for you guys to figure out who you are and see what holes you need to identify before the real season where the money season comes around. Absolutely. Absolutely. So is there anybody in camp right now that is standing out that we don't possibly don't know about that might come and shock some people in the fall? BJ. <laughs> Megan knees. <laughs> Megan knees. Yeah. Mark's coming in at quarterback. <laughs> JG's playing wide receiver. Like, here we come go. In at quarterback, I come in at second string water boy. So. <laughs> Left guard tackle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a movement that we got going on. Um, you know, we, we've lost some players. Uh, you know, some people wanted to go out and be the man, so we let them go be the man. Sure. Right? Um, but for the most part, I say 95% of the team is intact okay. from last season. So you're not going to see a whole lot of movement as far as what we have and what we don't have, but you will see some changes. All right. You guys are recruiting and hitting some of the spots outside of 8-7 to pick up some bodies to get the offensive line shored up? I'll say it like this. I think uh, my boy Big Mac, Mac Kenny had said it one time on a Facebook post. You don't, when you have some kind of success, you don't really have to go out there and do a whole bunch of calling. True. Right? Dudes so are probably calling you. People are in our inbox. Right. I'll say that. Um, Good for you. And Since- we actually, you know, to the credit of the A7, this is where that no hate comes in because there's teams that we played against that also send players to us. Right. So, you know, again, at the end of the day, I think everybody's on the same mission to make Vegas the best A7 division that's out there. Um, and we're going to help each other be able to groom that and get it to where it needs to be at, whether it's one top team, two top team, three top teams, four top teams, five top teams. But ultimately, our goal is to get back. Yeah, it's shaping up just looking at the rosters from last season and based on the leadership that I know is coming for this season. I feel like this last season we had three and a half teams in the upper echelon, right? Mm-hmm. Kryptonite was inching in there but guys got sideways and things didn't go the right way so i think crypt will be back obviously not for the fall but for the spring and be strong but i think there will be at least one other team that raises their level of play it might be the guys from the outlaws jump on one of the eight teams and enhance one squad to make them exceptional mm-hmm. it might be the alienators jump on one team to, or maybe they combine and do some stuff i i'm excited about what the fall is going to look like to tell me what could the spring possibilities could be. But then I look at the rock solid franchises like you guys, the force and the insomniacs to, to really see what you guys are doing in the off season to see what the next season is going to look like. Cause it's, it's exciting, man. Absolutely. I dream about this shit. Like, like legitimately. <laughs> I like, Ooh! Oh, that's, that wasn't on the TV. That was just me. sleeping. Well, I mean, for, for one thing, I mean, you guys in the forest play two very intense tough games yes uh definitely went back and forth um has that turned into like a little friendly rivalry kind of like could it become what bis and you have been in the past same thing with you guys and the insomniacs because i mean it's it's 
It could easily go 15 rounds with you two. For sure. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, if you really look at a majority of the players that are returning this year, I don't. I honestly don't think that they took it as serious as they are this year. You know, no one likes taking an L. Right. And the whole team took it personal to take an L at the end of the season when through the whole season they were having fun. Everybody, right after the game, when does training start? When can we get back on the field? When can we do this? No one likes taking an L. And I honestly think that they're going to be taking it more serious than they did last year, this year. That's a big deal. Yeah. Because you guys were absolutely amazing yeah, this and, year. And they were just having fun. Like, if it were not for the the specialness of the Insomniacs this year, we'd be talking about a Sequidit versus uh, the Nightcrawlers? Nightcrawlers Championship. And who knows how that would have worked out. You guys have some different dynamics about you that oh. – mesh better to play against a team like that flag versus flag style, but you know, obviously would hit and you guys match that man on man better than the insomniacs did. Insomniacs decided we're going to play old school football and run it on your fucking throat and won the game as a result where you guys would have gone man for man matched their style versus versus your style. And I, I, that would have been very interesting to see. And if they, they do the cross pollination games, I would absolutely love to see a week two or three matchup between sick versus the Nightcrawlers. Yeah, I mean, that's very possible. Um, to go back to the first part with the Force game, uh, no rivalry, okay. 2 and 0. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> right? it's not a rivalry until somebody loses. You're right? absolutely right, but so, I just had to throw that in there. Um, and when I told you guys last season, you know, everybody was like, oh, man, they're down, sick is down, blah, 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 blah. But whatever. There's one thing that we said at halftime turn up, and we saw what the outcome of that game was. Uh, when you look at Insomniacs, whether it's game one or game two, you won at both of those games. Um, and I don't think a lot of people thought it was just, you know, for fun for those two games or anything like that. I think what it was is that everybody wasn't prepared for that. Sure. So there was a lot of guys that were prepared. Um, a lot of guys that were, I'm going to say vets or A7, were prepared. And they were echoing what needed to be done, but guys went on deaf ears and didn't want to hear them. Right. So. To your point, Double D, and I think you had mentioned it, you know, in a couple of shows back, and I think Scott did as well, is you can see that turmoil on our sideline because guys were trying to preach what we need to do. Guys weren't receiving that medicine, but now you got guys at each other. That's where the ball dropped. So that's why you see it says, say less, do more. That was the point. We need to do more. Right? Was that a sick with a saying right there? No, that's not a sick with a saying. It but needs that's to what be. I stand on. <laughs> all right. That's a, that's a Mark Gray saying. He's like, it translates into sick with it, but that's, that's MG all day. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, when it comes to, you know, the Tampa team, I mean, yeah, we got a bunch of different dudes that play flag, but we also got a bunch of different dudes that play different levels of football, right? Sure. Whether it's flag, whether it's semi-pro, some guys who played arena, some dudes who played at uh, college ball and things like that. I don't know necessarily if we would have matched him flag style for flag style. I think we would have probably took a little bit of what Insomniacs did. Sure. Right? And then we, if we needed to incorporate a little bit of flag, we might have, you know, have done that or whatnot. But I think at the end of the day, you know, if you think about it, the great thing that I think Insomniacs did for that particular game is they took away the mastery of what was working for them, right, and just started playing football. My man Q, she told me some barbecue. Uh, <laughs> Get on a Q. Q. You need my them tips, Q, dog. You know, he came in there and just played Beef football, tips. right? That's just knowledge at the end of the day. 
me and Scotty go back. You know, he's played quarterback for me. He's played line for me and vice versa, right? Um, dude, those a pretty ball. You know, and you got somebody like David that's got to go up and get it. Makes the job easy, right? And then at the end of the day, you got guys like Munchie who's played with me on a flag football level. Munchie just be chilling, right, at the end of the day until somebody actually, you know, calls his number, then he's ready to go. He's, he is an ultimate team player. Well, special. Taking, right? Well, taking out three blockers on a touchdown yeah. run by RTC. Exactly. And, right. you know, RTC is just going to do his thing. Um, Mac, you know, those guys, they're a special group. You know what I mean? They put it together. Um, so to Coach PJ's point, you know, yeah, we took a little bit of what we saw throughout the season, some of the games that we played, some of the games that we were, you know, doing film study on and stuff like that. But I think ultimately, and my guy Shep says his best constantly to the team, you got to at some point take things personal, right? Right. So, and if you're not taking it personal, how are you going to show up when the game time is ready? So, who K says it the best? Take it personal, show up and show out, and that's all you got to do. Let us take care of all the other naysayers that are actually going on. There. That's a perfect segue. So, my follow-up question is... You guys have some talent on your team that's being looked at by XFL, USFL, and some NFL scouts. There's a possibility you could lose three guys that I'm aware of by the time spring comes around. Very possible. If they're gone, do you guys have the depth to replace? I mean, how do you replace a guy guy like Darren Palmer if he gets picked Mm -hmm. up? How do you replace a guy like Shep if he gets picked up? How do you replace a guy like Lavish T? If he gets picked up, knowing how big it was to not have him in your championship. Who, game. by the way, Darren Palmer led the league in touchdown receptions with 11 and was a finalist for offensive player of the year. Correct. And that's man child, right? There. Right. Yeah. That's, and, a, and, that's a football player. Yeah, and yeah. my recommendation for the face of the league is Darren Palmer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I love that man for who he is as a human. And he's a better football player. Yeah. He's just special. Absolutely. So we call him country strong. Greens and cornbread. That's a strong man. Strong man. Strong man for sure. Right. Yeah, there's no replacing those guys. Um, But you're hoping the guys that we have in place and the guys that are coming will take something from those guys. And that's all you can ask for, right? So it goes by committee at that particular point. Right. You know, you're not replacing a Palmer. You're not replacing a Lavish. You're not replacing a Shep. You're not facing a Saya. You know, you're not no. facing on those guys like I, that. And I forgot about Saya. There's right. another guy that's being like that. Those are guys that you're not replacing. Right. Big man with football. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get him a little but, How does he feel that UNLV <laughs> beat Vandy? Is there, is there, is Darren, is DP and Saya yeah, like getting at each other from the was, game was last there, week? Is there a side <laughs> right. I didn't even think about know? that. <laughs> <laughs> that's something you're going to have DP call in and, uh, and say if he, uh, you know, reached out to Saya in reference to that. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even uh, think before, about it. Before we continue this conversation, um, Quan is Big Mike ready? Is he there? So did you guys know that UNLV is 2-0 and versus Vanderbilt? Yep. History? All time? Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. Crazy, right? It is crazy. All right, while we're doing that. So, your approach for fall, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we haven't told you guys whether we're playing an indoor arena right. version or an outdoor version yet because we're still working our ass off and trying to get it figured out. Mm-hmm. Does the game change for you if we go indoors? Like, changes for everybody. Yeah. Changes can't, for everybody. Can't stretch the field the same way, right? Can't stretch the fields. It changed the whole dynamics of the game, to be honest with you. Um, 
let me ask you, do you like the concept or idea of going indoor or do you want it to just stay outdoor? Personally, I would say keep it outdoor. Okay. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, we don't have a bullhead house. That's what we need here. Right. right? Well, I mean, and it, I know you're you're trying everything you can to get that, but if we have something like that, then obviously that's different. Yeah, that's then we don't need right? to go arena yeah. style. It, right. Right. But I think if we go indoors, it just it changes the entire dynamics of the game. You know, all the way around. For so sure. I think we stay outdoors. We play on turf. That's a little bit of water. Ain't gonna do nothing to nobody. Yeah, that, that's that's not the concern. It's yeah. the it's the fan involvement. Fan it's the fan experience yeah. that we're trying to enhance by taking the game indoors. Because we're seven on seven, mm-hmm. I feel like the energy is a little better if we're in an indoor tight uh, arena type setup. But if it doesn't work out, and it looks like it's likely not going to work out, right. we'll be at a high school, yeah, or, or at the Pearson doing uh, it. My perspective on the fans, I think it's just it comes from the. We need more activity from the league as far as getting fans out there. I agree. You know, because I think most of the fans that have come out there are either girlfriends, wives, side pieces, whatever you want to call them. Right and by the way, we're switching that up next season. You and I had a lot of conversation about the pricing on tickets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the ways we're going to help to compensate teams and players is to give every player X amount of tickets to dole out or sell. Okay. So they can decide whether they want their family and friends to come for free. So right. it was like... Why is my mama paying twenty dollars? She don't have to pay twenty dollars no more. But that's coming out of your pocket now if you're not selling your ticket. So we're gonna issue X amount. We haven't decided what that X is. Tickets to every player, and you can decide to sell them or give them away. That's good. That's what's up. All right. So we're gonna try this again. Uh, We've been trying to get Big Mike on from the uh, Snow Tribe. Big Mike, you there? Big Mike, can you hear me? Yes, sir. You hear me? I can hear you. How you doing, sir? Thanks for coming on. Finally got you on. They, they, they've having me. They've having me. What's going on, guys? Oh, so, they got they got him on the camera too. Yeah, he's on the camera. All right, with, with so, the uh, snow tribe hat and everything. Yeah, he is definitely. Uh, Mike, I need I need some swag, dog. You need to send that. Four zero zero one South Decatur, Las Vegas Boulevard, eight nine one zero three, Suite Number Thirty Seven Dash One Eighty Two. Let me know if you need my UPS call tag. <laughs> you know, damn well I'm not gonna remember that. Make sure make, hey, make sure you sign the shit too. Oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. All right. All right. First off, Big Mike, uh, we appreciate you always uh, showing us love, and uh, thank you for coming back on to reciprocate that. Um, Give us your assessment on this past season for the Snow Trap. I know you guys have been going through OTAs, and you have another one coming up. Um, Just take us through what's going on with your guys' organization up there in Arahai, New Jersey. Well, I I, I tell you firsthand, um, I know that the way the season ended for us, you know, it wasn't wasn't anything we all liked. You know, but I, I feel like it was, a, it was a confident booster on how it ended because everybody came together at the end of the of the U game. You know, we played we lost the U 33 to 12 in that playoff game. But, um, but at the end, everybody came together. Nobody had their heads down low. You know, we had a lot of injuries, key injuries that, that cost us the game. But, you know, it was just at that time, we just we said, all right, next year we'll, we'll get the right pieces. We'll move forward, you know, in a, in a, you know, in a well manner. So I know now this year we're taking a, bit, a bigger step. We're having OTAs a little, a little faster than usual. I know we start. We normally start practice around like January, February, around that, around that area. But now we're starting it uh, like ASAP now, in like August, September. You know, just just get everybody get the feel for it. Just you know, like just, just let everybody know that I right, this year we'll, we'll push for, for for a new for a new motive, we'll for a new mission. Now we're not just trying to make the playoff. We try we try to go deep in the playoff. We try to make the championship. You know, wherever the championship is this year, I have no idea if it's Vegas, Jersey, Ohio, Florida. 
we, we want to be there for representing the East. You know, we want guys, you know, on the East Coast to realize, all right, we're going to the Snow Tribe. Let's, we we got to mark that. We, we got to check that. We got to check that game on our calendar. You know, so that this right here prepares for that type of season we, we, we're going for. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be a tough battle. We got a lot, we got a lot of hosts to fill, but with the right coaching staff I have here uh, with me, we have a chance to fill them. And I'm really confident in the season coming up. All right, Big Mike, who you got with you? I see some so dudes, right here, dudes in the room here. I know, and you brought them in for a reason. <laughs> this is my officer coach, Devin. Devin's been with me since Spanktown since 2016. Okay. All right. And I know. Let's, let's, let's see if you can see him. You, got, you guys see him? Yeah. Yeah. We got him. Here we go. So Devin been with me since 2016 with Spanktown. He was. He was. He was. He was there since the beginning, and that was our first year. And uh, he he just stuck, he just stuck with me, you know, through through through, through thick and thin. You know, we had plenty of losses together, but we, we just we just stayed strong because we knew someday our day would come and we're gonna we gonna we gonna lay the hammer down on this league. And that's what that's what this year is all about. So he he's he's been standing firm. Uh he, he wasn't with us the last two seasons. We, we first changed the name to Snow Tribe. Um I know he's going through some situations, so he had to take a year out. But he, he came back, um and he fully got his his uh his captain his captainship back with us prior towards the last three games of the season. You know, I think the first game he, he's really cold calling the plays on offense was against probably against BIC. Um, you know, then I have here he does a tremendous job with the play call as you guys as you guys can see from the play call that was all him. Uh, he worked with kills very well, and I'm interested to see the next quarterback, whoever it is, Huff or whoever it is, um, it will make will make a stand. You know, like I said, we still love kills. We still love kills. Kills is our number one guy at the, at the moment. But right mm. now, like we on our, on our plate, like he brings he brings a, a well a, a well dish to the plate. Right now, I'm, I'm with the lobster and steak. You know, kill got the lobster, but I need that steak. I need, I need that passing quarterback who's going who's going to dominate the defense. Kills going to run, going to run the ball. We know that. You know, kills kills is the leader. We don't we, we know what kills bring to the table. We're happy with that. You know, but now now we have to get our wide receivers involved. You know, we got the running backs involved with kills. We need somebody to get our wide receivers involved. You know, keep everybody happy. Spread spread that love. You know, but that's Devin Devin Roman by the way, number 15, tight end. Then right here we got we got Richie. You know, you want, you want to say your name? You want to say your name? Oh, so I'm not saying last name. Richie Augusta. Richie Augusta. Uh, incognito. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 Richie's the general coach. So, Richie's you know helps out with the offense and defense. He's our voice on the sideline. You guys will hear a lot. Um, he played with, he, he with the Renegades last year. He's helping out with them. I don't know if you heard him. He's pretty loud on the sideline. So, yeah, we, 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 we pretty we, deep reputation of getting up. <laughs> That's what's up. Exactly. Yelling and screaming, and I got I got a little bit of a rap. In uh, in the northeast, yeah, of being that guy on the sideline. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, guys. So I, I'm really happy to see you guys are looking at building structure and building a team with a coaching platform that goes back to the conversation we've all been having about having a coach, not having a coach, having an organizer, not having an organizer, having a player coach, and what that looks like. And I am of the opinion that having a dedicated coach, GM, organizer, person is the best way to approach this league personally and I, I love to see that you guys are doing that but big mike I, I, I there's a lot of scuttlebutt around your team man and the, the otas like got everybody talking about the snow tribe yet again and you mentioned huff in this last conversation i know the hamster Corey hammond was out at your at your practice at your otas as well uh, along with some other studs so uh how, what's your approach to the offseason how are you guys going to figure out what it is you want to do is it or is it just going to be best man wins or is there a certain style you guys are looking to play, and that's how you're going to figure out who your quarterback is. You want to answer that? I'm going to definitely answer that. Well, I, I, I think when it comes to that, we just um, 
you know, we're just trying to fill everything out first, you know, uh, trying to trying to open up the offense and see who can do the things that, that we need done. And then from there, you know, whoever, you know, wins that position, that's who's going to be put in that position. Right. So if Huff's around, he's a quarterback. If not, then you got choices to make. I mean, he's the best quarterback in A7FL history. If he were to come to Vegas right now, I'd say he'd be the best quarterback in Vegas, even though we got some absolute fucking studs in Las Vegas. Huff has the institutional knowledge of how the A7 game is played and he's an absolute freak athlete at that position and one of the best DBs in the league. He's just that dude. So if you guys get him in that position, I would assume he's your quarterback. But if it's not him, how do you evaluate that? What do you decide? Well, we got a bunch of, you know, I don't want to put too many names out, but, you know, we also have to have those plan Bs because of that situation. And, you know, we got to... Don't call it plan B. But a, a, a1, not plan B, A1. Uh, you don't want to make somebody a plan B. They don't feel right. Yeah, I feel you on that, definitely. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so we got some, you know, we got a couple more new faces, some more new quarterbacks um, coming to these OTAs on Sundays. You know, I guess you guys going to have to wait to see for those guys. But, um, yeah, you know, we don't want to put too many names out right now when's your next ota uh this sunday oh this, this sunday this sunday we back at it did you guys invite the three-on-one guys out there to take video again uh they they definitely know what they they, they know what's going on okay so we definitely uh i texted the, i texted them probably like a week ago let them know you know we decided on, on this date so uh, they, they know the date um they haven't got back to me yet but i'm pretty sure they they, they, they want to uh they want to tune in so mike let me ask this question um Given the fact that this was the first time this past season, the first time that there was no Northeast representation in the championship game. Now, I know you can't speak for all the other teams in the Northeast. You can only speak for your team. But what is the mindset that you can possibly think of with the other teams that the fact that there was no representation from you guys and how hungry is it making you guys to want to get back to where you've been for so long throughout the history of this league? Well, I, I know I can't speak for all the other teams for the league in the league, but I know I can speak for Snow Tribe, you know, and uh, I know for a fact it was it was different. It was a different feeling for us, you know, because like, like you said before, we're so used to seeing uh, Jersey in that championship. Either, either if it's one side, Jersey's always on that one side, I know it's representing. So, uh, you know, it's, it was just one of those moments that, you know, like I, I wasn't happy, but at the same time I was I was grateful because now Jersey can now can finally take this serious. So now Jersey can realize, all right, we're not the, we're not the, we're not just the big dogs. Now, now we got other states. Now, now it's not about, you know, town versus town in Jersey. Now it's legit Jersey versus everybody. So guys got to realize that, like, you know, just stop the fighting stuff like that. And realize the bigger picture. Like, this is just, this is not Jersey's day stage anymore. It's, it's, it's no not. Longer it's, town it's, it's not. This is this is the it's national, right? This is the national stage, and guys got to realize that and just and just do what's better for them. I understand guys got their clicks. Got their got their got their loyalty. Like guys want to guys want to build on different teams, but you got to look at the bigger picture. This, this is becoming a business, you know. Got guys, guys, some some guys, some guys are getting paid for different teams, you know, and just that just based off you know what they bring to the table, you know. And we're trying to find those type of guys who just come in. We're gonna test you out, and if you feel like you like you, you can be the top dog, well come come see us, you know. Like like Deion Sanders said, I'm not, I'm not hard to find, baby. Come check me out. We have an OTI. We have OTAs. We're not gonna stop. Hey, Coach Mike, let me let me jump in real quick. Do, do, do you know Mouth Chris McWilliams? <laughs> say, say that again. The the D lineman for the Insomniacs, Mouth Chris McWilliams. Are you aware of him and 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 know him at all? 
No, I don't. Y'all could be twins, dog. Like, <laughs> I'm looking at you in your face, like I'm tripping. Like Trey put it in the chat, I'm like, oh shit, he that's, does look just like him. Uh, is that he's the one that caught the two interceptions in no, the, the no, 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 that was no, no. that was Q Quincy Burks. He um, was the one playing uh, playing next to him. He was wearing the neon green gloves. If you can uh, remember that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he was a very solid piece in that game. You know, I, I, I didn't get enough. I, I didn't get. I didn't really see enough of him during the season. But that championship game, you know, she really gave me an insight on all the Samiak players, even the uh, Nightcrawler players. Yeah, you know, you, you're a mouth twin. Look, a lot. Like, I mean, it's dark in there. A lot. A lot. It, of it's people, dark in there. A but lot of people in the chat say that you guys definitely could be twin brothers for sure. Oh really? Yeah. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see this guy again. I gotta see this guy. Again. <laughs> you gotta get on right, the podcast. So hey, let me man. just interrupt for one second. I want to uh, real quick. I'm gonna change the light. I'm gonna change the light real quick. So I just want to real quick thank you, Mark, that, DJ, for, for being on the show today. Yeah, Peanut absolutely. says it's time to swap seats. Absolutely. So do you guys have anything you want to say, get, say, get off your chest before you jump? Uh, to get off my chest? Anything. Uh, I mean, praises, like tell somebody that they're fucking, like, Derek, yeah. you, you suck, you need to do better. Like, whatever. Because <laughs> like, I know that's I true. But, that, but uh, <laughs> I would say that some of the some of the rules that we had to fight with all season that we got flagged for, you know, just for people talking. Yeah. You know, a majority of everybody in the A7FL talks when they play. And that's what brings out the best of them. You silence them, they're just going to be out there like little robots. Like, you know, like Justin Fields said, like little robots. Let them talk without getting into verbal altercations yeah so our rule is talk all you want but if you curse at the man across exactly. from you there's a problem Leave that out right but, you know it's a lot of things that once they say something and they get hyped up refs are throwing flags and now you just took all the hype out of out of that play out of that player they don't want to play they don't want to talk they want to come to the sideline let them talk until it gets to the point because the majority of everybody here in Vegas, all of them are friends. Right. They but, all talk, no matter what they say on the field, when they leave the field. I agree with you. The problem is the minority. The right. dudes who aren't, part of the, the, who aren't part of the historical fraternity. Right. Dudes who don't necessarily have the same brotherhood vibe. Like, I played with you in flag last week, or I played with you in semi-pro last year. And now I, I really want to kick your ass. So, <laughs> I, so the concern... We have decided to remove the curse words out of it because if you like, hey Mickey Ficky, I'm gonna jump down your throat. Right. Nobody's gonna fight over that. But right. like, like well, you so, call somebody's mom a bitch. Now, yeah, now we got all they, right now. Yeah, hold on. So that's the reason we've done it that way. And until we can be sure that dudes are not gonna lose their shit and we don't lose our fields, like once we get out of Clark County School District fields, all that goes away. It's there because we have to protect our ability to continue to play, and the only place we currently can play. Our Clark County owned facilities. So mm-hmm. if things get wild, we lose our opportunity there and the whole league goes away. And that would not be good for business. Yeah, that's bad, not that's bad for business. But I appreciate that. Yeah. And it's something we're focused on for real. Because yeah. if I had my way, every player would be mic'd up. We'd be on HBO and you can say whatever the fuck you want. Oh, that would be right. lovely. <laughs> right. That would be lovely. Right. But, and everybody would be drinking after the game, not before, because we want people to be healthy. After the game, we'd be drinking, doing sideshows and everything. But until we get to that point where we can afford <laughs> all that, we we have to be careful, right? It's it's, it's a family show, right? <laughs> PG thirteen, right, right, right. 
Any final thoughts, Coach Mark? No final thoughts for me. Go out there and support A7FL. Also support our brothers out there that's doing a lot of stuff for the youth. Vegas Strong with Matt Kenny. You got Scotty over there at Arborview. You got Q at Canyon Springs. You got Andrew Little Lama, tattoo artist. You got Eric Williams, tattoo artist. That's out there in the market. Uh, who else am I missing out? Smooth, got, painting and doing auto, auto stuff. His auto stuff. You got Cool Case. He's got the clothing line that's going on right now. In other words, I'm saying there's a lot of brothers that are doing things positive in the A7. Go out there and support them. Biggies and Friends, another one for you. Yes. Go out and support these guys just like we support A7. Let's just keep this thing moving. Anthony Wilkerson, I told McDonald's to poison all the nuggets, by the way. <laughs> put, put X lax in the nuggets. He'll, he'll, just go for, he'll just go to burritos after that anyway. So. Coach Mark Gray, Coach PJ, I'm sick with a gentleman. We appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Thank Bay you, guys. It was a pleasure. Barry, stand up. Big Mike is still with us? Oh, the Bears. <laughs> Big Mike, you there? <laughs> Right? Oh my goodness! Oh wow! Oh, we can do a side by side. Look at look, look, cute, uh, come on over here working. Big Mike, you still with us? You can you hear us, Big Mike? Big Mike, are you there? Can you hear us? All right, moving on. Okay. Well, um, Pino, where are we at? We are winning for our other guests. All right, Coach, Q, Coach oh, Hughes in the wings. Okay. You guys hear me? You guys hear me? Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, there, apparently, there is your twin on the screen. Oh, hold on one second. I'm going to I went back. went back. Uh, apparently, your twin is on the screen in uh, blue sunglasses. You said blue sunglasses? Yeah. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> You're like, oh, shit. It's a mirror. <laughs> uh, real quick, Bob. Oh, wow. Real quick before we say uh, so long, just uh, give us your guys' final thoughts of... Uh, what you guys are looking to enhance and to add to the Snow Tribe for the special 10th anniversary season uh, next season? I know uh, for, ne- for next season, you know, what we're looking for, you know, just we're looking to change. We're looking to change our mindset. You know, like we're not looking to go to a game and say, oh, this guy's good. Oh, man, the team is good. Oh, they run the ball well. We're going to a game for, for, for pure dominance, you know, we know our game. We're going to learn our game. You know, with these OTAs, we're going to keep, like I said before, we're going to keep doing it. We're going to get better at it. And just when it's time to paint that picture, it's going to become a masterpiece. But now we're just gathering the paint. we just gathering the paint. Blue, yellow, white. All, we we getting all the colors together to create a masterpiece for the season. So that's, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're looking to do. And we're just going to keep it strong, man. We'll keep it strong. And I, I, I do want to say something. I know I cut off before, but I do want to say something about uh, about Duncan. Listen, man, I, I appreciate all you do for Vegas, man. I, and I really think you should take this whole thing over. Just just be the gently, just be the just be the head runner. The commissioner. Just be the whole league. Because what you're doing out there for Vegas, with, with the business wise, the sponsor wise, you're big. You're doing big things. And I, I really think if 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 Snow Tribe somehow make it to Vegas, like actually be there for a season. Bro, it, 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 it'll, it'll, be, it'll be like fireworks, bro. And I mean, like sponsor-wise, everything-wise, like, it's just great minds think alike. And I, I like the way you're thinking. I'm going to be big props. And I really appreciate you guys. And I, I really, I, I met you last time we came out here for Jersey. Yes, it was sir. very brief. But I, I do want to meet you. I, I do want to come out there and meet you again. You know, I know I know my boy is looking for the, the Super Bowl. He, he will make the Super Bowl. He will make it. Oh, Big Mike, you're always welcome, brother. I I remember meeting you back when we were back in Jersey last, go, last rip, and I appreciate you saying so. There's a lot of things working in the background, a lot of things being talked about. And yeah, I, right. 
I, I would love to run the whole thing. Not that I have time oh, to run the whole okay. thing, but we've got we've we've put some things in place that would make that possible. Uh, there's conversations being had about us getting involved and at least supporting the Jersey division, whether we're actually running it or not. So uh, stay tuned. I don't know what's happening, but as soon as the money starts coming into this thing, we've got some ideas in place to elevate the Jersey division to get you guys the same level of exposure and, and type of benefits that the Vegas vision is doing. But we want to make sure we take care of the guys first before we start talking exposure. I, my, my goal is to, at minimum, get you guys insurance so that if there are injuries, you're covered and things of that nature and the next next level to get you paid so that everybody's got a little cheddar coming in from these games. And then once that happens, the talent level will come up. We'll be able to leverage that with guys. So I, I we got a lot of things that we're working on, and I appreciate you saying so, and I appreciate your energy. And tell your team owner, he could give us one game check and fix this whole thing. <laughs> hey, 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 he's always watching, man. That's all I got to say. He's right. always watching. Well, you know, I, hope he, I hope he's also listening. <laughs> He's watching right now. He's All watching. Right. Right now. I, I can tell you that. And like, it's a few things about the about the team owner. Like a lot of guys are just thinking, you know, oh man, my, my, Mike's not doing much. He got Dion on his back just out there. Like guys have like this, this. This is a team sport, and me and Dion has have have, have a really different relationship. We got that friendship, and we got that business partner relationship. And I, I tell you, I, I tell you one thing. I like Dion as a friend and more as a business partner. He he he'll be on you. He don't play around. He don't yeah. play around. I know. Uh, I know. Last year, everybody knows. Snowstar got 80, 80 to zero by BRC. And I got I got that call the next day. And it wasn't <laughs> it was it wasn't pleasant. No, you I know, basically said I I keep it short and sweet. You know, listen, you, my boy and all, but I'm gonna talk to you as a business partner, Mike. We, we gotta do better. You know, if if you can't do it, I'm gonna find someone who can. You know, and that's 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 not a friendship. This is a business right now. He he always be my friend. I, I love him to death. You know, it's, I'm sure it's vice versa. But this is, this is a business. It's a business decision, and it's, it's it's his name on the line. That's Snow. Snow is him. You already know. That's that's his thing. And it's my job to emulate that to, to, to just implement implement that to everybody else on my on my team, and just make sure like I right, just you come you come here. You play for the Snow. It's, it's, it's a whole meaning behind it. And uh, yeah, he, he comes to the chats. He he makes everybody feel. He makes everybody feel him. You know, he speaks to them, he speaks to the heart, and he, he, he's not he's not soft with these guys, man. He let he lets people know off rip that if for the wrong reasons to, to get a to get a signed autograph, they set the team for you. You know, I, I, he he'll see you on the sidelines. You know, be, you know, on, on the opposite side of the gate, you know, on the side of the but you, you won't wear no snow jersey, snow shot jersey to ask for autograph. No, you have to work in. You All definitely right. do. So, latest OTAs coming up this Sunday. Um, Coach Devin, Coach Richie, and Big Mike Sims of the Rawhide Snow Tribe. Gentlemen, we appreciate the time. Thank you for coming on. And Big Mike, thank you for always uh, showing us love. We appreciate it. And yes, Derek. Rawway Snow Tribe, I'm just sorry. to be clear. I like Rawhide Snow Tribe, too. That sounds, that sounds tight. <laughs> but Rawway, right? Rawway, Rawway. That's what's Rawway. up. Yeah. Okay. I drove through there fast. <laughs> Coach, <laughs> Coach Devin, Coach Richie, and Big Mike Sims. Gentlemen, we appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you guys being on. Nice to meet you all. Yes, yes, yes. Hope, hope to see you guys soon. I hope so, too. Yes, sir. Come to yes, Vegas. Sir. The open door for you, brother. Come on down. Hey, hey, next, hey, next year for the Pro Bowl, I already know Dion's going to make it. You know, you know he, he, he won't be the Super Bowl for sure. Yeah, you know, Pro, Bowl, Pro Bowl is going to be our A7 Vegas ball semifinal. semifinal. So I'll if you guys want to come out and see our Final I'll Four, be it'll be Pro I'll Bowl be weekend. I'll be there. All right, I'll, we'll see I'll you. Be there. I'll, I'll, I'll do this podcast live. We do, we do this oh, live. Oh, you are the studio is yep. always welcome yeah, for you, bro. The studio's seats that's your chair right you. there. Seats welcome for you. Yeah, that's your chair right there. Come on down. Oh, bet. Oh, let's make it happen. <laughs> Quan. Good hey, job, Quan. Hey, 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 for all the people's and all, all, all the players in jerseys, we're looking for a team. 
Hey, come on, come on, Snow Tribe, baby. I'm not hard to find. Deion Sanders, come on now. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> not Big... hard to find, baby. Hey, get my DMs. I, I, I will reply, all right? Shameless plug. Thank you, Big Mike. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. All right, y'all take it easy. All right. Appreciate you. That was uh, Big Mike and Snow Tribe. Always uh, a loyal watcher of the show and showing us love. Uh, is there any phone calls, Squad? No calls? Okay. Our next guest, um, if you thought Derek Duncan was one of the hardest working people in the ASNFL, our next guest probably works just as hard. He is one of the first to arrive, one of the last to leave, helps sets up the field, um, being the red hat for the referees to let them know that, hey, we're in commercial break, don't play yet. And oh, by the way, he also does coaching. But um, uh, he's a dear friend of ours. Coach Q is in the building. How are you, sir? Hey, good evening. And with good the Harley-Davidson Kango pimping sharp as razor blades over oh, here. Oh, yeah, he, he is dressed to the nines. So, um, Coach Q, uh, give us a little background. How did you get involved in the ace nfl and how did you um were asked to be currently the head coach of the pit bosses well it's a long story um i was coaching semi-pro and uh for the govs right yeah yeah for the govs uh doing youth at the same time and i got calls of players are coming up to me saying come on coach you got to do this i get this one call one day from derek for a season started Okay, I'll try it. I stepped down, you know, got a few players. Uh, Derek uh, was kind of enough to give me the uh, pit boss. Now, was it the pit boss? No, it was the insomniacs. Right, for the fall. So I ran that through spring. You know, I had a lot of young players. Fall. Uh, uh, fall. Uh, got, you know, a bunch of other kids. Spring came around, came to me with a good proposal, and I thought it was a good idea because we needed to build the city up with the championship team. Yeah, let's do it. Whatever you feel, Derek, let's do it. We did it. Went into, um, you know, helping up, helping out on the field, like you said earlier. And at the end of last spring, you know, something came up, you know, with the team GMs or whatever had better opportunities. So he stepped down and I told him I take the team. Yes, I said, yeah, I'll take the team. And that's. So he's, he's not a very good PR man for himself. So let me break it down from you from, from, from a league perspective. So Coach Q has been our uh, ops manager for the league since the very end of the spring season. Okay. Right. We got introduced to Coach, and he has drugged me to, like, 14 different events. Like, yo, we got to come promote over here. We got to promote over here. He's tied into the poly community like you would not believe, tied into the football community in Vegas like you would not believe. And has his finger on the pulse of everything that is football in Las Vegas. And when I saw that, I was like, coach, I mean, as a coach, you're doing a great job for one team, but I think you can do a better job for us as a division if I can get you promoting the division. So I asked him to help out overall, and I think it took a little bit away from his Insomniacs thing, so I gave him John to help him coach the Insomniacs to finish out that spring, that, that fall season, and they had a good time. I mean little back and forth or whatever, but they had a good time, did a really good job, and Coach really cemented his place with us. He's the hardest working, really fucking old man that I've ever met in my life. The fact that you run around the way you do, and I can't, like, I'm half your age, and I can't move as well as you do, that that breaks my heart, but we got the same color shirts. I think that helps. (laughs) But I mean, if you you watch our broadcast, you have seen shots of Coach Q running onto the field, stopping plays because we're in commercial break. Or just being that conscience, for lack of a better term, 
on the field. So uh, with that said, um, watching the silver locks flow, like right, he runs right. and it's just like off the back of his head. Looks like the silver surfer with hair. Yeah. Just, cue, <laughs> just, just cue the slow-mo Baywatch music. Why don't right. you? So obviously you are coaching the pit bosses, which won the fall a season ago. Um, how has training camp been going for you guys? And um, what are you hoping to accomplish this upcoming season in the fall in December? Well, I've just added another day. I brought a couple coaches in, well-skilled offensive and uh, defensive coordinators to help me out. Um, and it takes, you know, away from me doing other things. I brought a lot of, a few players in from out of town. They've never played A7, but they're out of colleges and semi-pro teams. I brought Coach Mike in. He's um, owned his own team out of Missouri. Hmm. Uh, did 11-man semi-pro. A lot of use for, you know, uh, Christian schools, you know, private schools. So our practices, our workout, we've been calling it training and workout because uh, see a lot of these kids got talent, but they still need the structure. And that's what we've been doing, cardio, foot, catching, uh, breaking the hips, you know, go, going through all of that before we even start doing one-on-one. Now that we've got to that, last week we've done a, a good scrimmage. We had a bunch of people over at All-American and we had a really good workout. Um, got more talent coming out uh, this week. I got um, a couple more guys. In fact, I got Moses coming back to play for me, uh, coming out of San Diego. I got, you know, a few of them. I'm going to be using um, the quarterback, the, my quarterback, my, I call him my son. He's like my stepson, Q. So he's uh, be dedicated. He's been working. And I have a few. Wait, hang on. Is that just for the fall or is he making a permanent switch? No, he's, he's going to be staying. Oh, that, that's big news. All right. Inside yeah. information. Oh, right. boy. Yeah, because, you know, he feels like uh, he just didn't get where he supposed to, you know. So, you know he, and he's a beast, man. I, I love Quentin's game. Like, he is an absolute superb athlete, has an amazing arm, good oh. head on his shoulders. I, the arm is amazing. Yeah. He I, throws a beautiful I, deep I'm ex- ball. I'm, very much so. <laughs> I'm excited to see that. I'm excited yeah. to see that. And I, I've got a couple of you know, handful of receivers that I'm working right now. What I'm trying to do is to, I know the players, the talent we're going against the other teams. I need to find the players, and this is what I'm trying to do is to match them up to those players, get them up to their speed, their, you know, because a lot of these guys have only played a couple years and don't know the structure of how to correct their, their mistakes and how to beat somebody off the line or make a good tackle or read. So, And that's what we've been doing for the last couple months now. Coach Q, you got some fans in the chat. Somebody thinks you have a sexy voice to, that you can tell them bedtime stories and, oh, she, and she'd be happy. <laughs> yeah, my wife would tell you that. <laughs> Smart man bringing up the wife. <laughs> no, she's, 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 she's my strength. Like, oh, yeah, she's smart man. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's quite obviously your reputation precedes you, and, and basically there's a lot of people that say a lot of fantastic things about you, not one bad word about you. And obviously that shows um, you're one of the most respected names, certainly in this league, and as Derek mentioned, um, in the city. Um, where does that come from? Like, like what, what, is that, what is that based off of? Your upbringing or just just type of person that you are? Yeah, well, with some of my upbringing, my dad was a, prof- a professional businessman, um, senator, a, you know, politician, and raised 10 of us, eight and two girls. I'm the elder. So I had to 
to grow up with that leadership and, and do, you know, and they went out to do, do fundraisers and I'm the man that's controlling everything at 9, 10, 12, 14. So, and, and the good thing about it is I, I know a lot of the players out there really know me, coaches. I get involved with uh, all the high schools, all the players that come, a lot of youth camps, I go watch them and mentor them. I've got youth, youth kids that come out right now and that are in high school that I work with every weekend are our practices, you know, so, but comes from upbringing, military, raising, I raised nine kids myself and wanted them to be as professional as, you know, I was myself and my dad and, you know, my son now is 25, just became the, that took a big part with the wind mm -hmm. towers, with the, you know, the business and it's now become the, uh, financial analysis at oh, 25. Wow. What, a, what an and, accomplishment. Yep, at 25. And coming from a small island, 24 by 17, you know, you want to get somewhere. So I brought my kids here and, and try to educate them, give them a better life, and, and, you know, I'm very proud of everyone. I try to do the same thing to these kids, you know, these kids that get a lot of mouth, this and that, don't have direction, you know, so... They get a hold of me, I reach out to them and try to mentor them and cool down and try to guide them into, you know, the right, taking the right steps and not the wrong step after a, a big tragedy or something, you know, so, and that's, that's where I stand. Yeah. So how's the fall squad shaping up? Oh, our fall squad is looking really, really good. Um, I'm going to go out there and compete with the best. I, mean, I don't look at our team and our players to trying to beat the, because we came in at the bottom or second to bottom to, I look to climb and to to go after the best. Well, so this season for the people who don't understand the structure of the fall, we currently have 11 teams that are pining for position. It could grow. We don't know what's actually going to happen, but we're going to structure this as a, basically a triple elimination tournament. So everyone will play. And then if you lose, you drop to the bottom bracket. If you win, you stay in the top bracket. If you lose from the bottom bracket, you move to the middle bracket, Right. If you've won a game from the top bracket and you lose a game, you move to the middle bracket. So we're going to try to keep parity within the league so the teams that are at the bottom are playing the bottom and trying to get some wins to move up to the middle. Teams in the middle are trying to get some wins to move up to the top, and the teams that are losing at the top move down to the middle. That way we can keep things somewhat even so the, the schedule and the structure won't remain consistent throughout the season until we get to the last three weeks, and then the top four or eight teams will then play for the championship. If only we had a telestrator to explain all that. Right. It looks like this. It goes like this, and it goes like this, and then, right. that, and then it goes <laughs> down, and then this goes through here. And wow. Right, and wow. Right. And done. So with that said, um, you definitely obviously have a big uh, following, as you just mentioned. So uh, is there anybody in camp for you that has standout or anyone that has improved since the start of training, as you would say? Uh, yes, yes. Um... I don't want to mention his name, but he was a real, didn't have direction, has a family. Since I've taken him under my wing, I just told him today, I am so proud of your leadership. And he wanted to be a, you know, quarterback. And sorry, no offense, you're not a quarterback. You know, we have quarterbacks. Go work with this. And he's become such a, a, a leader on our organization, our team, and, and just bunks our players up and gets them to work. And it's not all about, let's just throw the ball around, you run, and I can't just get down. We're going to get down and dirty. We're going to coach. Gonna, and I, I'm military style. I work these guys. If you ask them, I work them hard. I work them really hard. 
<laughs> you know, first first hour, that's all we do. Is in because I need him. I tell him, I need you for all game. I don't need you for one quarter. Right. You know, two quarters. Well, it so. it, it is a sixty minute game for sure. Yeah. That last three hours. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Even with a running clock. All right, so coach, what should fans expect out of the pit bosses this season? Which again, you are coming in as the defending fall ball champions for what it's worth. That's a good point. You know, you got some big shoes to fill. Yeah, I mean, from a little dude, but for those for, for <laughs> those that don't know, the pit bosses de- did win the fall brawl championship in Bullhead City. Which, fortunately, Scotty is not here because he would be looking at me talking about really. Right, Scotty, I love you, but facts are facts. But, but you got to fill peanut number two shoes, Anthony Bartley. Call him peanut because that's what he looks yeah. like. I'm like he's extra roasted peanut, but a peanut nonetheless. <laughs> well, you know, we're going to come out this year. We're, we'll come out with uh, a lot of spunk, a lot of uh, a good fire, a lot of energy. And we're, we plan to, to get to the top. I've, I've taken Are you guys going to run wishbone? No. Okay. I've got this, I've got the slogan I put together. It's um, probably read it before. One team, one dream. That's going to be back of our, our you know our spectator shirts, you know our team shirts. I like it. One so, dream. So one no team. wishbone, no fumble ruski, and no wing tee. Got it. No wing tee. I think there might be some wing tee action. They <laughs> might they might motion. They might go from a spread in motion to a wing tee and fuck everybody up. No, yeah, yeah, because when you start out at a wing tee, people are like okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, that and going into the Wildcat, you know. Yeah. It's just really, you know, tricky. Well, so. look, I like Quentin at quarterback. I think that's a rock-solid foundation to build around. Clearly, you're going to need a line unless you're going to go spread and have him run the ball, which he can, he's, he's perfectly capable of doing as well. But I, I look forward to seeing what you guys are bringing to the table, and I will offer, if you need some help coming out there and check out what you guys yeah. got and critiquing, please, I'm happy to do it. Yeah. I brought in, I'm concentrating heavy on my line because a lot of line, you know, it takes a good line. So, and we're, we're doing pretty good. I've got probably seven, eight decent linemen. All right. We're working. Wow. Three highly skilled ones that know how to work their feet and placement. So, um, that's exciting. Yeah. It's a, you I mean, that means you have six more than everybody else. Well, I'm going to keep them. All right. You you need to. Any, any lineman need work, come see me. Right. All (laughs) right. Playing time, come see me. Unfortunately, we are pressed up against it. But uh, just give us a final thoughts to the viewers and the fans and just what what to expect from the fall version of the Las Vegas Pit Bosses starting December 3rd. You can see, uh, you're going to see a well-structured, respectable team that's going to go out there, work, and try to put up points on the board and, you know, land somewhere in the middle. We don't want to be down in that, that bracket like, yeah. We want to be here and climb the ladder, fix our mistakes, go to the drawing board every week and, you know, do what we got to do and step out next week, making sure that we, you know, um, have our duckies together and our, our schemes together. We have another 45 seconds. I got one more question. Go ahead. Uh, well, quickly, you're one of the few teams that got the opportunity to play against California team. What did you see out of the California squad different from Vegas? I didn't see too much out of them. I think that most of our teams are are more competitive than the, the players they both teams had. Based on talent level or structure, Stru- or both structure. Okay, and talent's about you know equal. You can't compare eight teams to two teams in reality. So there's some good talent there. Just needed good structure, and I think they they we should show this year. 
Thank you, Coach. Look, I, mad respect for you. Thank you for everything that you do for us. I love you like a brother. I really appreciate everything. And I appreciate you, too, giving me the opportunity. Because, you know, when I used to watch this game, to my dad, I'm like, I want to be that white cap, Dad. You know, well, who's that white cap? I want to be that guy with that striped uniform. Coming from a little bubble. I'm, you know, look at Guam. You know, and that's, that's where I'm from. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, so, but, uh, you know, giving me the opportunity. I was thought uh, pro. That's why I stepped out of semi-pro. You know, pro, this pro. I want to go help build these guys. Yeah, two semi, not enough pro. <laughs> so, Coach Q, one of the hardest working men in the ASNFL. We appreciate the time. Thank, thank you, you, sir. Thank Our you. resident Guamanian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, say more one more thing. Spectators, get out there. Let's support A7. We're blowing up. We need you out there. Come and watch some uh, action-packed, well-balanced, hard-hitting football action on Sunday. Q's mouth, God's ears. Pay attention, y'all. Thank you. Well, on that note, so you want to be an owner like my panelist, Mr. Duncan? Or do you want to possibly be in the media like yours truly that bees in the booth to help call these games with the Viking and Casey on Sundays? Or do you want to play and be coached by a person like Coach Q? If you, if you do, um, there's many ways to go about this. So please go to a7fl.com. Whichever outlet, be it media, be it player, be it owner. I mean, next season, it has expanded into Indianapolis, Indiana. They have now thrown their hat and will be a part of this league and next season, we'll be celebrating our 10th anniversary of the SNFL. So, as we've said many times verbatim on this show, you saw Mike Tomlin at the beginning of last season saying, give us five minutes, check us out. And coming off the fantastic championship game between the Insomniacs and the Nightcars that we have beaten to the drum at verbatim about how this game was uberly fantastic. And you can tell by Derek Dung's reaction when the clock struck McKnight and Donye picked off the pass as he looked to the football heavens. But again, a7fl.com is where you want to go. Or, a, or a7flnv.com if you want to join the best division in all the football. Well, he is a championship owner for a reason. The first championship owner. And he's very proud of that. The one and only <laughs> a7fl championship owner in the history of the league. Facts, right? Facts are facts. But also, we say that because, as you've heard Derek Duncan say on many occasions, we are to the NFL what UFC is to boxing. And he has said that, quote, time and time and time and time again. But again, as I said last week, we don't have the opportunity to do it with you without the heartbeat. And the heartbeat is the players. I don't get to be behind a mic to call a game because there's no players. If there's no players, I can't describe what's going on. Unless I just want to draw X's and O's, but the heartbeats the place. Look at that beautiful plastic grass <laughs> waving in the wind. Watch the black pellets come up as he tries to do the toe drag swag. But again, without the players, we don't have the opportunity to do the things that we do. Without the players, we don't have the opportunity to do this podcast, which we enjoy bringing it to you on a day on a weekly basis every Wednesday in this fabulous studio. So again, so, quick shout out to the A7FL West president Kelly. First, she said, go to a7flwest.com. Well, she is the hardest working woman in sports. Westside. And uh, Kelly, I love you, but December 3rd, it's on. We come to your house. Eagles, Niners, let's go. Right. Anyhow. Hey, real quick. Yes. Uh, happy birthday to AJ McQuaig. Yes. And Trey Robinson. Yes. Champions, I might add. Yes. Two insomniac champions, young old men. Yes. And just to quote AJ, 
please run to his side. Please run to his side. Please run to his side. Right. Just run to my side. Just run to my side. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> End quote. Okay. Also, um, before we go, um, Reno is looking for some players because the brothers to the north of this state, they're looking for players as they are throwing their ring into the A7FL ring. So if you live in the area, the Reno Tahoe area, and you want to understand what this league is, please go to A7FLNV.com and register. Oh, fun fact. Did you know that Reno, Nevada is further west than Los Angeles? Really? Check Hmm. your map. Well. West side all day, baby. Yes, indeed. Um, The country's not a square peanut. No, it's not. (laughs) And yes, Chris, your son is getting old. That's why you need to go take multiple trips to the Fortress of Solitude. He's dirty 30 now, right? Yes, he is. He, he is in the 30s. Yes, he is. Um, anyhow, as we uh, get to the nitty-gritty on this uh, wonderful 52nd edition, which uh, Derek and Chris swap spots. Now Derek's back in the studio, and Chris is now on assignment, which... Same light skin, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're the same light skin, and I'm just still bright as all get down. That still just can't tan for whatever reason. But anyhow, um, <laughs> yes, you, your birthday is coming soon, Chris. Yes, we know this. It's this weekend. Yes, it is. Chris, when's your actual birthday? As we I think, I, is it? I think it's actually Saturday. He invited me to play golf. We're golfing tomorrow. Speaking of which, I need two golfers for tomorrow if you know anybody. anybody 7, that wants 7.30 shotgun start. Anybody that wants to shoot the green and go five under par on the Little Beach. You know what, Chris? I can't stand you right now. The 24th. All right. Not the 24th. Okay. There he goes with that. I'm not even going to say it. But anyhow. Um, so <laughs> Sunday's his actual birthday, I guess. Then. Sunday's his actual birthday. All right. Okay. So as we uh, come to the final portion of the show, um, first off, Derek, welcome back. Great to have you. Um, Thank you. As he was on assignment, uh, a very fun assignment. But um, again, it's just all about counting down to the fall, which will be here Sooner than you know it in less than two months. And again, it's just a lot of teams, a lot of excitement, a lot of different transitions, a lot of teams, players changing teams. It's just interesting to see what's going to happen and what kind of playing will be assessed on the field. And I'm just really, really looking forward to it. Yo, quick shout out. If you guys haven't heard uh, Trey Robinson's interview on the three on one podcast, yes, I encourage yes, you to yes. make sure you follow the three on one podcast and listen to what they got going on. Follow the Jaffos, listen to what they're going on. Always follow Vegas Hype Media because they got a lot of cool stuff too. But uh, we got like six minutes we're trying to kill. Yes. Yeah, Peanut, can I get you in this chair? So ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage, uh, (laughs) lovely Libra. (laughs) Cue the music. (laughs) You're getting some more love, sir. So sitting in the hot seat is my man, Pierce. Not, not Pierre. Not Pierre. Pierce. <laughs> AKA, AKA Peanut. I tried to change his name to Pierre and he did not like it because he cannot see. Oh, like which, was, which was my mistake because I was going through it. I'm just like, why did I just freaking say that? Oh, I did it first a very long time ago. Oh, and now you? everyone's done it. Oh. it. He spells it weird. That is true. He spells it like it's supposed to be spelled, which is weird. <laughs> so on the show tonight, Pierce Torres. The man behind the scenes doing everything, marketing and connecting up our tech and making things go and helping me with the lighting side of things. Peanut, yes. w- welcome to the show. 
It's nice to be here. You guys finally got me on. Right. And, you know, Peanut's here every week supporting Pops. You know, his dad, Nick Blaze, is the producer of the show. And Peanut's here kind of like an assistant producer and all things tech and making sure things go right. And I, I just want to say, what, what's your overall feeling on the way the last three to four shows have gone with Pops not in studio and us, like, having one or two guests versus or one or two panelists versus the full deal? Week five, Chris Vera. Week five. Um, Nick not being here is like nerve wracking for me because I normally always do things underneath him, but pause, pause, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm always working with him and not having like him here to like watch over what I'm doing. is kind of weird, but I'm getting used to it and it's nice and it's so weird hearing myself, but <laughs> you look nervous. Don't just be you. It's weirder to hear your butt. I okay. It's a good, thing. It's a okay. good thing Scotty's not here right now. You know he's thinking it. Oh, you of know course. he is. Of course. But um, it be how it has been with just the two uh, guests, three sometimes, or well, host panelists, yes, yeah. panelists. It's been kind of nice and weird at the same time because when it's all you guys. It's a different dynamic between everyone than when it's just the two. It's more one-on-one, more of a conversation. And sometimes that change is nice. <laughs> but Chris being Chris. Right. Everyone uh, being here is, is going to be nice when it happens again. So Peanut is actually in the gym, in the lab, trying to get ready for a season he is very modest about what he's got going on peanut ran some 40s and saw that he's got the size and he's like you know what i think i like this a7 thing so i think peanut has designs on being an o-lineman if i'm not mistaken in this in this league i actually don't know what position i'm going for right now um i'm mainly trying to get into shape to play and then i'm going to be looking at what teams there are because I don't know if I'm playing in Reno or in Vegas. Okay. Um, and then once I got that figured out, I'll be looking at how I can move. Like, am I able to move very uh, athletically or I don't know the word for it. Fluent? Damn. Fluently. Fluently. Fluent. There we go. That's a better word for it. Um, and once I C- figure out that, I'll Chris be says you have a tight end. I don't know what that's about. I think he's saying you look like a tight end. You oh, that's, like a tight that's end. better. <laughs> yeah, that's a pause moment right there. <laughs> pause. Pause. Well, so we're going to be sad to lose you guys to the Reno area, but happy yes. that you're going to be taking care of that division for us. The uh, Blaze family, I'm just going to call them the Blazes, the Blazinis, are moving up to Reno to make some things happen for A7FL Nevada and get the Reno region, not division, the Reno region up to par and get things rolling. Uh, my understanding is... We may have very, come very close to locking in our venue up there and that the fall season up there will definitely be an indoor hockey size arena, an arena version of our of our game. So for those of you who are looking forward to playing an arena version of our game and you're not down on it like the sick-witted boys are, Reno might be the spot to be because I don't think we're going to have a, a spot to play indoor here in Vegas. Uh, real quick, um, Coach Barley just came on to say if people want to take them next level, the Cedar Rapids River Kings are hosting a combine December 9th 
in Phoenix, Arizona. Just wanted to get that. Uh, Did he send you a text separately? No, no, no. He said that in the chat. Where? Um, under. I'm like way behind. He, all I see him as is why am I not on the show? I'm like, well, you're, you're not an A7FL guy. Keep scrolling down. <laughs> but we'll get him on. <clears throat> Maybe next week. Maybe yeah. next week will be the Anthony Bartley, peanut, milk dud, former pit boss show. And according to Mama Blaze, the venue is just a signature away. So it's all but nothing, just waiting for dry ink. So, with that said, special thanks to Quan as always and his apprentice. Special thanks oh, to... Hey, what's his apprentice's name? Yes. Jump on the mic. Uh, oh, Trey, you need to turn the mic on. You, like, look, if you're going to run production, you got to understand to press the button, too. Dre or Trey? Dre. All right. Is it short for Andre? Yeah. All right. Not like Drainifa or something like that? No. Okay. <laughs> And y'all black folks be crazy with the name yeah. stuff. And he's got an L- L.A. hat with a pizza on it, but there is no pineapples on the pizza. That makes Chris very, very happy. Yeah, that makes it a real pizza. <laughs> Look, I was, in, I was in Fiji with a bunch of uh, melanin deficient folks, and they like pineapple on their pizza as well. So I think it might be a melanin deficiency thing. Oh, good Lord. Well, with that said, special thanks to Pierce for producing, stepping in Zaddy's role. Again, special thanks to Big Mike from the Snow Tribe for joining us in New Jersey. Special thanks to Sigwood at their representation, Coach Mark, Coach PJ. Special thanks to Coach Q uh, and Quan, as always, for uh, holding it down. Um, for the very stud muffin-like Derek Duncan. And just for you, Chris Vera, I'll say it, yes, I'm Charlie Batch. Thank you for watching. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, we hope you enjoyed watching as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. And uh, this has been the 52nd edition. And uh, we'll see you on the other side of the ball. No pads, no problem.